Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Hey everybody, episode two of Calling Sick to Work, uh, episode two of episode two, we started one time earlier, but it kind of fucked up, but we're back. Uh, you don't even know that it was gone. Listen, uh, I appreciate everyone who listened to the first episode. Thank you so much. I did not expect anyone to listen to it, uh, and it was it turned out great. So this is what it is. I kind of go through all the thumbnails on my on my what I Google when I'm drunk, and then I, I we talk about all the things I learned throughout the night, and then you learn what I learned, and then we're all up to speed. And by the way, my, my spirals get so deep. We I mentioned this to Halston earlier, but it ends with questioning P. Diddy's sexuality. It, it starts with Chet Hayes, then gets to... Chet Hayes, by the way, Tom Hanks' better-looking son, who has an affinity for the N-word. We talk about... Oh, we're going to talk about the M word a lot in this. There's, I, I have a subtle obsession with where we go in this. And Chet Hayes is just, he's just the, the tip of the iceberg. Chester Hanks is his name, by the way. It is odd that he has such a intense, we'll get to him in a second. <laughs> anyway, we're going to start off with something I probably haven't talked about. You probably haven't heard about it all. It's the marathon. The, I ran the LA marathon. Oh, are you fucking talking about this again, Bert? Yeah. Here's where. Here's why. I talked to Ari the other day, and Ari said to me, you should go back to the uh, to the video we did of uh, uh, where we were uh, calling you out and saying you couldn't run a marathon. You should go back to that and then edit it together and then post it on Instagram, and that would be funny. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I went back and I started watching it. Look, I'm a self-correcting man. Here's the problem. I, they didn't, I mean, I don't really remember if anyone else can find the video, that would be great. I have a hard time watching myself on those episodes cause I'm so high in those episodes that I, I, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm so high in those episodes. I can see it in my eyes. And so if you can find the videos, great. But what I came out with was basically them saying I couldn't do it in under five hours. And they were like, that's a pretty solid bet. By the way, it's a very accurate bet. I did it in five hours and 33 minutes. And without training, I will say that five hours was a really smart bet because it, I was on a five-hour pace the whole time. And uh, and I, could, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I know the bet also was Tommy had to roller skate. That, that was never going to fucking come to, to fruition. There's no, here's, the thing about, here's the thing about Tom. He... I don't know the right way to say this. I don't mind looking like a complete and total fool. Okay. Like I like that part of me. I was talking about this in the, in the, in the pool today. Like I like that my job I signed up for. It's okay that I am an idiot. Like if, if I came in and I was your cardiologist and I was limping in, you're like, what's wrong? You're like, oh, ran the LA marathon. And you're like, whoa, you're really hurt. And you go, yeah, no training. Got drunk the night before. What do you think about that? I'd be like, whoa, you're my cardiologist, bro. Like, I, I need a little more insight. But as a comedian, you're like, oh, as my comedian? Yeah, that sounds like, right, that sounds up to par. Like, if, if you're economist, or not economist, what's, what's a fucking economist? Malcolm Gladwell comes in. If your lawyer comes in, and you're about to go to trial, and he's like, oh, I shit my pants in a Best Buy. You'd be like, I, I want new counsel. But as your comedian, you're like, yeah, that's my guy. And so I wouldn't have a problem roller skating against Tom because I don't, I like the fucking lunacy of it. Tom's silly, but I don't, I don't think he'll ever want, he doesn't want to look like a jackass. I don't mind looking like a jackass. So I, part of me, when the whole best started, I was like, this will never happen. And, uh, unless Tom wants to go there, we can go there. I don't think it's going to happen. So, but I just ran it to run it. The bet was happening when, could I beat Ari's dad? That I don't know. I couldn't find that audio. I couldn't find that part of the video. 
And then I got into a fucking spiral and I like, here's how it starts. I started looking for that video and this is how we end up. So first of all, Joey on the podcast last week said, uh, you should run, you should challenge Joe, Ari and Tom to a half marathon. And I was like, I would love to do that. And then give them proper training, do the proper research. These are the best half marathons in America. Are you ready guys? Let's see if we can, let's see if we can blow this up so you can see them next to me. There we go. All right. Best half marathons in America. San Francisco half marathon will not do it. Nope. Pass hard pass. Why Bert? Because it's hilly as fuck. You do. You want what you want. (coughs) No joke. If you're going to do a half marathon, Google the easiest half marathons. Like there's actually, there's actually a website I found called the fastest marathons, meaning it's all downhill, like a slight downhill. You're just cruising at your fucking ghost. Not doing the San Francisco half marathon, although it would be cool to run across the Golden. Uh, they probably don't shut down the Golden Gate Bridge. I don't know. They shut down all of LA. Yeah, I guess you're right. Airbnb half Brooklyn marathon. That's not happening. I fucking hate hipsters. I hipsters were on the course when you go through Silver Lake and when you were down. Oddly enough, on San Vicente, just off San Vicente, towards no. Uh, it wasn't San Vicente. It was Beverly Hills on Burton Way. I think it was Burton Way is where you run. <sighs> I've never wanted to stop and curb a person more because everyone holds up signs. Like that's their they hold up signs throughout the marathon. Like uh, seemed like a great idea four months ago. Like to me, it's to like it's their time to shine, man. It's their Twitter. Like ah, this is what we did before Twitter. I'm a throwback hipster. Oh, I wanted to fucking seem like a good idea four months ago. Yeah, it did. It seemed like a great idea this morning as well. It actually seems like a great idea right now. I'm accomplishing something I've set my mind to and decided I was going to do. It's a bucket list adventure. And you know what? You're the fucking loser. You're the loser that woke up and made a fucking sign. You're the one that went to CVS last night like a child putting together a project, got a, a piece of poster board, some glitter, and some markers. You're a fucking grown man. You're 45 years old. And you got glitter and markers. And guys like uh, bachelor party. It's like no marathon. Oh, you running? No, I'm being snarky on the side. I'm gonna be on the holding up signs so that like when they run by, they're looking at it and they're like, "Huh, you got me, bro." Fuck off, asshole. Okay, fuck you and fuck. I'll choose my words wisely here. Uh, I'm not pleased with the feminists. <laughs> I did not need uh, your politics during the race, okay? So f- for all you young ladies who held up down with the patriarchy, uh, time's up. Like, I get it. I get it. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not Colin Kaepernicking you right now and going, there's a time and a place, but I really didn't need it. By the way, we're one person at this moment. We're all running a race together. We're not looking at each other as like, fuck this bitch. I hope I can oppress her somehow. No, I'm looking at her like, you got this. Like, we're all talking to each other as a fucking team. You're missing the point of a marathon. And by the way, uh, the patriarchy is watching a woman shit her pants right now and not taking a picture of it because I might be there too because we're on the same field right now. We're both running at a 1244 pace. We are the exact same fucking human being. There is no stronger man, stronger woman. We are both struggling and your mom just shit her pants, okay? So go fuck yourself. How you like that? How you like that? Bert's taking a political viewpoint. I'm trying to... It's probably not coming out right. It's probably coming out very misogynistic. But it was like you're missing the point of the marathon is that I am getting beat by women. Yeah. I'm well aware of that. They're beating the patriarchy. How about supporting me too? I'm a human being. Go fuck yourself. Not doing the Napa Soma wine half marathon. Not do, I do the rock and roll half Vegas marathon, rock and roll Vegas. It starts at night and you end it like fucking, I think you end at midnight and then you go party your balls off. That's the thing about a half marathon. A half marathon is kind of like just sending in insurgents, right? A marathon is a full-blown fucking war. When you get done a marathon, you get done and you're like, I'm out. I'm going to go. I'm going to kiss my wife. I'm going to go spend time with my family. I'm going to get drunk and I'm going to appreciate what I have at home. I am done with you people. I'm out of here. A half marathon is like, okay, so we're going into Kuwait and we're going to set up bases and then let's chill for a little bit. 
And that's basically a half marathon. That's why half marathons are fun. You get there and you're like, oh, we should go in. I, I hear they have like a, a camel fucks a woman. Should we go look for that show? And you're like, oh, yeah. That's a half marathon. By the way, all these comedy stylings you'll be seeing in uh, Sacramento this week with an added Sunday show. Disney Princess Half Marathon, pass. Monterey Half Marathon, pass. Fucking Monterey. Oh, maybe I'd do that. I don't know. What, I don't even know Monterey is. Me neither. I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping it's not hilly. Boston's Run to Remember. Oh, can I tell you something? I mean, not to get super sullen, but like... Just to put this in perspective, the, the I, when I was running the marathon, definitely I was thinking like this is where bombings happen, you know, like the Boston Marathon. What really sucks is that all those people had to qualify. Those like that, like you have to qualify for the Boston Marathon. You have to qualify for the New York Marathon. You can't just fucking go in and sign up. I think I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I think you have to qualify for them. You have to run like a three-hour and thirty-minute marathon. To get into the Boston Marathon. You can't just go, hey, I'm going to the Boston Marathon. Or maybe that's for people who don't live in Boston. I wonder if you're a resident, if you can... I don't know. That's a good question, Bert. Anyway. Charlotte Covered Bridge Half Marathon. Pass. All right, let's get out of here. Here is this. This is the video I was looking for, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> this is... Thank you, Pizza Clip King. This is... Five has to be a good mark, because after that three-hour mark or even doing the half you're gonna hit a real tough wall but you also will be running with the pace group though wearing the exact same hat and the exact same shirt time which helps yeah and i'll be running like i have to go with them no matter what i have to go with them five hours five, five hours. hours that's hilarious hours. i don't even know what i'm talking about. thinking about draining my bank account to bet you that would have been a good fucking bet five hours is undoable for me without training that would have been a really good bet that would have been a really good bet because <coughs> I would have hurt myself. I would have definitely hurt myself if I had done five hours. 33 minutes less than you did? It's undoable. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is what I like about me, but Leanne hates about me. <laughs> is I love talking out of my ass. I love a bet. I love a gamble. I love the gamble where you go. Like I, What I like about me is... Like, I don't know anything about guns, so I went and bought two guns. So I was like, I don't know anything about gun laws. So I'm going to get involved in it. Like, I like that. I love that I fucking thought I could run a five-hour marathon. My dad was like, buddy, you can definitely do it. Five-hour marathon, just so you know, my pace was 12 hours and 44 minutes across the board. That was my pace for the whole marathon, which is pretty slow. That's like a, I want to say that's like a 4.7 on the treadmill or like a 4.9 on the treadmill um 11 oh i can tell you right now 11 minutes and 27 seconds would be the pace that i would have had to keep up i ran at a 12 minute and 44 second pace i couldn't have done it that would have been a really wise bet on joe's part hold on joe <laughs> five hours what are we doing here i like this I could you this wait wait do you think he could do it in five, five hours, hours? yeah this is me trying to I remember being here and I, this is me trying to do the math on whether or not I could do it in five hours because I'm trying to do the math going what is that on a treadmill if you had told me it was 11 minute and 22 seconds I would have taken the bet <laughs> I'm taking Ari and I could make some serious money on let's get let's get a let's get a course that we're talking because we're not going to camp do one in Colorado obviously. I want to I want to I would have taken the LA marathon course because it's all downhill Boston, it'll keep you alive. Five hours, you would have to have really prepare. Yep, that's a, that's a very accurate statement. I don't like that Joe's right in this. I wanted to be right. Like I, I like I, I like I just wanted I wanted I, in this moment I wanted to win this bet. You're like I'll go run it right now. He, he's willing. <laughs> I want to see what he's in good shape right now. So wait, he you have get, to really prepare to do five hours. I he, think you could do it. I'm not saying you couldn't do it. If, no, we're not if giving you, you a year, idiot. Fuck. <laughs> you're gonna do it. What's the next marathon you're getting on? What's the, what, what city are they gonna be in? You're gonna be in. Fuck Ari. All right, let's get out of that. <laughs>
But yeah, that I, I don't know. I know that ultimately the bet came down. Could I could I beat Ari's dad? That was the bet that we got whittled it down to. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I if someone could isolate those clips and do like a uh, pizza clip king or uh, or there's one guy that that does all the clips that I really like. He does clips of my show too, Lieutenant something, Lieutenant guy. If you can do that and then isolate those clips, that would be. I would be, I would be interested to see what the ultimate bet was because I don't I don't remember I was so fucking high I have a hard time I don't I can I couldn't watch the whole thing because I looked so high in it and I have the ear cords draped over my shoulders like like a princess oh, I love diet coke um so then by the way these are all if you had done the exact same thing I had, you would have trickled all the way to the end where I'm going. This is the new Melissa McCarthy movie. I love I love Melissa McCarthy. My wife met Melissa McCarthy one night at a party, and my wife had been... By the way, uh, this may not be true. Um, my wife had been to her agent the day before. The agent, her agent was like, you need to make a call. Are you going to be overweight or are you going to be skinny? Like You either need to lose 10 pounds or gain 15 and my wife's like, I'm not gaining 15, and I can't lose 10. And uh, which, by the way, I fucking wish she still had that agent. And uh, <laughs> and so, uh, uh, shout out to wife of the party. My wife's podcast this week is all about uh, how bad I am in bed, apparently, or how good I am in bed. I don't know. Probably bad. Anyway, so my wife's at that party, and Melissa McCarthy was there. Melissa McCarthy and my wife are in the kitchen, and Melissa McCarthy's just shoving cheesecakes in her face. Like, just, and my wife's like, whoa, slow down. She's like, I just talked to my, and by the way, that's the lie part. Um, they're just having a glass of wine, and Melissa McCarthy, my wife tells Melissa McCarthy what happened with her agent, and Melissa McCarthy's like, yeah, I had the same conversation with mine, and I just was like, fuck it, I'll stop trying to be skinny, I'll just be who I am, and be funny. And and I like Melissa McCarthy's role, roles and all everything she's done, I've liked everything she's done, but this movie... Uh, can you forgive me? I, by the way, I'm obsessed with trailers. I'm obsessed with trailers. I'm obsessed with trailers. If you ever want, please shoot me a link to a trailer on Twitter. Uh, a good one. Huh. My favorite trailer, by the way, sidebar. Let's be cops. It's my favorite trailer. Probably. That trailer got me so excited for the movie. The movie sucked. It really was bad. but It really stunk, and I wish it hadn't, but... Let's Be Cops, the trailer was fucking amazing. I remember that. That's really funny that you say that. It's a great fucking trailer. Yeah. Um, but this trailer is pretty good. Looking to the right side of the box. I'm just getting out of there. Oh, Isla had a project at in the middle of the night uh, at like 10 o'clock at night. We're getting ready to put the girls to bed. Or 9.30 at night, we're putting the girls to bed. And Isla comes to me and goes, I have a project I have to do. And I was like, what? She goes, ancient Chinese food. And I was like... Are you fucking kidding me? It's t- it's like almost 10 o'clock at night. She's like, oh, mom's going to be really mad. And I was like, yeah. And rightfully so. Me and Leanne are supposed to watch my special. I'm going into the edit bay in an hour uh, to go finish, put the final cut on my special. All I will say is I am very happy with it. That's awesome. There is, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to brag on it or anything. I'm just, I'm, I hope you enjoy it when you see it, when it comes out. It's coming out on Netflix. When I did my last special, which I was very proud of, very, very proud of, I had a really hard time at the beginning of watching my last special. Like I started watching my last special and I was really uncomfortable. I was really, really uncomfortable. And 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 then I remember on watching my last special, I remember 25 minutes in going, hey, I don't, I, I don't have any notes. Like I don't have any edit notes. My wife's like, what? I go, I forgot we're watching this for edit notes. Like, I'm just enjoying it. Like, I go, this is really good. And she's like, yeah, I forgot that I was doing that too. And so I was like, wow, we got to we gotta go back and see if there are any notes. And we had no notes. My editor, Dave Harrison, is he edited my last special. And I was like, I want him to edit this special because he just is really good with very fluidly bringing together the show, showing you wide shots, showing you tights, going in on the right tight moment. He really just knows the pacing of how to edit a comedy special. In my opinion, Dave Harrison, if anyone wants a great editor, any comics out there, Dave Harrison, he's great. Pay him what he wants to get paid. It's worth it. In my opinion, by the way, we lowballed him, but yeah. So last night watching it, same. The intro is, is the hard part. Cause that's the part 
where your 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 heart's attached to. That's the da 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 da. And and so we're going back and forth. The first, literally, I want to say forty seconds, we must have watched twenty times because that's the most important part in my head. First bit comes out. I'm like, oh yeah, that, yeah, I like that. And then thirty two minutes later, Leanne and I were like. Oh fuck. <laughs> we haven't given any note. Like we're not we're I was I got I was so I was in it and I was doing the bits. Like I was like I was like uh uh she leaves me spiraling. Like I'm doing the bits in the chair. I loved it. It's great. So I'm very happy with it. I'm going in. We're going to figure out the beginning and the ending. Those are the you know the two parts that I think oddly enough I I have my most thumbprint on. So <clears throat> and we also got to, I want music. I want certain music. So anyway, Isla has a project. So I'm Googling fucking Chinese art for her. And this is one of the, this is just what, if you're curious what it looks like, this is it right here. And so I'm printing them out and then we're putting them on a poster board and writing stuff like, seemed like a good idea four months ago. <laughs> Down with the patriarchy. I was like, I can't wait till you're a fucking feminist island. I can make these poster boards with you. <laughs> yeah. Cuck up, bitch. I, man, I could make some great. I know what gets to the the heart of a man. Like, I, like what, that's what sucks about feminist poster boards. It's like they don't really know what hurts us. Like I used to say, I used to have a joke uh, about the N-word. We're getting to the N-word. It's coming up. Did I talk about this already? Mm-hmm. We're getting to the N-word. Um, I used to have a joke. This is when I first started. But I was like, uh, what sucks at like, Black people don't have like a bad word for white people. Like honky, we're like, I don't really care. Like cracker, peckerwood, like none of those really have the effect that the N word does. And then I go, and then I found the one that does. Next time you get cut off in traffic by a white guy, just pull up and be like, fucking learn how to drive, you goddamn Canadian. And we're like, I'm not a Canadian. Uh, I'm a fucking American. I pay for my health insurance. That's an old joke. Old joke. First we feast. Ah. So, oh, this, we'll explain this next little thread. Obviously, eight truths about Chinese American food that no one wants to talk about, and fortune cookies aren't. This is all the stuff. This isn't doesn't help any of it. But then, history of Chinese cuisine, uh, and then I get on Sean Evans. I love Sean. Sean's like one of my favorite dudes. But and and I'm not shitting on Sean by the way, but I'm shitting on. I've been in this moment so many times. I started watching this and my heart started breaking for Sean. When you do something original, right? And you're a fucking groundbreaker. Like he he broke ground on on the way the internet is is doing interviews with celebrities. He really is. First uh, for, uh Hot Ones is one of the best interview shows ever. I watched all of them. I'm such a fan. He is one of the best interviewers. He's such a real guy. Even in just like all the other stuff I've shot with him, he's so real and in the moment. There's no bullshit to Sean and there's no bullshit to me in a lot of ways. And then you buy into the system and you go on a show like Rachel Ray and you're forced to like, you're forced to like take notes from a producer. By the way, I'm not shitting on any Rachel's producers. I love them. They're all great, but you're forced to take notes. I'm just putting logistics out. You're forced to take notes from a producer who's like 26 years old, who doesn't really have any original ideas, who didn't really get into television. Like they just thought it was a cool gig. You know, they were looking for something. Their friend hooked them up and they started as an audience coordinator. And then they worked their way over to, um, to the office and the editing bays. And then they kind of like, Hey, we're looking for a segment producer. Do you want to go do a smokehouse up in upstate New York? And they're like, um, yeah, I can do that. And so what they do is they give them a, a beat sheet. These are all the shots we need. And so then they go out with, we're literally with an executive producer who just gave them all the shots we need. So there's no creativity in it. It's them just doing a school project. It really is them doing a school project. They're 24, 25 years old. <laughs> Male, female, it doesn't matter. It's just 24, 25. And then that goes well because they go out there with talent that knows what they're doing and they get some shots they didn't expect to get. And of course, the executive producer credits them and then moves them up. And then one day they go into a green room with Sean Evans, who is a legit talent and Rachel, a legit talent. And by the way, I'm, I'll bite my tongue on that. Rachel is a legit talent and Rachel does not suffer fools lightly. I'll just say that. Okay. I've seen her not suffer fools lightly, but Sean doesn't have that 
option. He's got to, he's got to kind of play the game, right? He's got to play the game. I, I've been there. I've been there so many fucking times. This, I've been there. You can find clips of me doing this exact fucking segment. Practically, the exact fucking segment is in the bullpen. Young producer, now 28 years old, kind of. Little, little swagger to them. They know what they're doing. They've got nice handmade shoes. They know what they're fucking doing. Okay? I, you know what? I've been on Ray Ray for about five years now, so why don't you bite your tongue, okay? When you get out of the bullpen, come talk to me. That kind of swagger. Says uh, Sean Evans. Who's that? I don't even know who it is. Oh, I don't watch the internet. I, don't, I mean, Hot Ones? I don't follow hip-hop. What does he do? Oh, Charlize Theron? Okay. Oh, Rachel was on this? Oh, I know this. Oh, I know. By the way, I'm making this a girl voice, only because let's go straight to dude. Oh, I know it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I know this. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they do all the time when they talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Right, 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 right. Um, what segment are we gonna do with Sean? Oh, I got an idea. He'll eat shit for fucking six minutes. What? We'll find the grossest stuff in the world, and Rachel will interview him. And poor Sean is just like, I'm game. It's a good segment. It's not bad, but it just was like, I've been here so many times where they're like, so Bert, we're thinking, um, we'll have you run down the middle of the audience in a wrestler's costume. And you're like, huh? Like, how does this have anything to do with the segment? And they're like, just thought it'd be fun to like, you're in a, like a wrestler's mask and can they see my face? You know what? I, obviously at one point you'll take it off. Where am I wearing the mic? Uh, the mic. Um, you know what? That's a question for audio. I'm going to talk. I'm going to take that to audio and audio will figure that out. And then you get there and the guy's like, I have nowhere to fucking mic you. I go, I, this isn't my idea, bro. And you're sitting there trying to problem solve a fucking, a young producers who, by the way, will not be in television in five years. They just won't. That, that's it. That's all there is to it. They won't. They won't because of the pressure. They don't love it. If you have passion about something, you love it. There's no pressure. You just fucking love it. I love television. I do. I love this. I love podcasting. There's no pressure when I podcast. I fucking love it. I could do this 23 hours a day and sleep one hour. Stand up. There's no pressure. I fucking sat watching TV yesterday with my joke book in my chest writing jokes about fucking getting off the grid because that's all we do is watch off the grid shows. But I just want you, I just want you to just witness a tad bit. I'm, by, by the way, I'm probably certain we can't play. Oh, who gives a fuck, right? Let's just see. Oh. Look. There's a there's a black guy. There's a black guy that they cut to that just killed me. What about chicken feet? Sean, by the way, is like, how the fuck do you eat a chicken foot? He's like, ah. Okay. <laughs> by the way, chicken feet are fucking awesome. Just for the record. So the producer who thought chicken feet would be a bad idea, I love chicken feet. It's a, it's a delicacy in Vietnam. So it's not, they're not bad. They're, maybe they're bad cold. I've had them cold. They're not bad cold either. Mm, get some of that toe joint. <laughs> By the way, Rachel's had chicken feet too. Like that's the, I, I know she has. She's a fucking chef. I'm not going to, I'm not going to shit on this segment. It's not, I'm not shitting on Rachel or on Sean. I'm shitting on young producers under producing segments. And if you're in television, oh fuck! Speaking of shitting on, hi, I'm Adam Scott. I don't even know who Adam Scott is, right? But I am tired of fucking stale premises on the internet. Adam Scott hijacks hijacks a stranger's Tinder. Ah, god damn it! That's fucking original. Ugh. This is me hate watching stuff online. Like going like I'm not angry enough yet. I just want to watch a guy with perfectly manicured, messy hair. Per Let's take a look at this. By the way, I, I do know who this guy is. This is a guy that shit on Dane Cook in uh, Step Brothers. He's like, come on, honey. Torgasm's on in an hour. Oh, yeah. He's actually a pretty good actor. He's in that really good show with Craig Robinson. Yeah. Ghost World or something. Ghost, Ghost Doctors. He's been in a ton of He's stuff. actually a really good actor. And by the way, once again, this isn't Adam Scott. I'm not shitting on Adam Scott. I'm shitting on the tired-ass producer from fucking Vanity Fair. We're going to get out of this. I'm tired of this. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. They had him go from that 
to GQ. What did I just say? I just closed the window. I wish I hadn't closed the window. They, Vanity Fair had him hijack, right? Hijack someone's Tinder. I think Amy Schumer did that first. I think it was original when she did it. And she actually took someone's Tinder and started swiping for them. And they were like, roll cameras. Roll. No one produced that. Amy just did it because she's a regular funny fucking person. He went from GQ. He went from Vanity Fair where he hijacked someone's Twitter to GQ wearing the exact same outfit, the exact same backdrop. This is how stale fucking producers are. Adam Scott goes undercover on Reddit, Instagram, and Twitter. Undercover? Shut up. Or you could just go as yourself. Like, what do you mean undercover? I go undercover on Twitter. Fucking next. Ooh, I'm sorry. Speaking of original content, did anyone see... Did anyone see the Something's Burning episode with me, Brenny Schaub, and Brian Callen? Did you see it? I was watching with my girlfriend last night, and then it got to the part with the crab, and she was like, oh, oh, oh my God, oh my God. Let me see if I can find that. I think it's seven minutes and 45 seconds. Let's see. I had to turn it off. <laughs> oh, this is one of my favorite things. So if you don't know, we make Chiapino. Chiapino, there's a humane way to kill crabs, and there's an inhumane way. We do the humane way. Um, is I don't know if it's totally humane. But and then you have to peel off the 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 shell and you pull out the guts. Watch the episode; it's fucking great. Brian and Brendan are absolutely hilarious in it. But here's the part that I want to show you. Hang on. Okay. Okay. Ready? Watch this. This is expensive, huh? Yeah. Watch this. You ready? Hold on. Wait, where's the where's the little gif? Someone was like, cut to give me a gif. Oh, I wish I could find it. I wish I was a better host. Uh, let's see if I can. Eh, whatever. Anyway, go watch it. It's pretty fun. Uh, that's something's burning. I just opened that to remind myself to tell you guys to watch that. This is another Rachel Ray, Sean interview. They're good friends. Maybe I'm jealous of Sean because I have a crush on Rachel. I'm not jealous of Sean. I, I mean, I'm jealous of Sean. I think he's doing fantastic. I'm proud of him. I'm not proud of him. What the fuck's wrong with me? I like Sean. I don't want you to think I'm shitting on Sean. I like, I really love Sean. I do. Um, I love Rachel too. And she hasn't reached out in a while. So whatever that is, here we go. Maria Sharapova. Gets real about race in tennis. It wasn't the payoff I was looking for. Okay, the the what 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 read was what came up in the side was Maria Sharapova gets real about pettiness and race. That's all that came out, not race in tennis. So once I saw that, I was like, pass, right? But here's where the fucking spiral goes. Okay, once again, if we're gonna, if we're just. I don't, I'm not negative, but I do have a negative. When I start drinking and I watch it online, I start shitting on it going like, and by the way, I read your comments. I know you do too, okay? So maybe you'll enjoy just shitting on stuff. But there's this new movie, Tag, that looks fucking phenomenal. Did you see the trailer for it? Mm -mm. Trailer for it, Ed Helms, Hannibal Burris, Jeremy Renner, uh, John Hamm. I think that's it. There are five, four guys who every month this is a, based on a true story every month in the month of every year in the month of May they play they've been playing a game of tag that's carried on like 30 fucking years 40 years and it's it looks hilarious Helen Ellen tweeted a link I'm a big Ellen fan Ellen tweeted a link I watched it and I loved it so clearly I go on and I go to the tag this is the trailer for it I'll show you I can I can show I'll show you the trailer it looks really good okay but I watched this part right and I'm like, hey guys, this is Jerry Renner. I'm gonna uh, introduce the trailer to a movie called Tag. Middle play the game. I didn't like this part. Like, I don't like the, I don't like the. Some producer was like, you know, it'd be funny, Jeremy, if you ran down the street hall with your camera, and then the guys like went up behind you, and then you were like, oh shit, that's a good intro. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Just play the fucking. You made you spent millions of movie money, millions of dollars to make the movie. Just play the fucking movie. Don't intro the tag trailer. Just play the trailer. That's why you spent all the millions of dollars. Just play the fucking trailer. Bert, why such a negative episode? Don't worry, it gets better. And you bleeped out shit. 
this is a Sebastian Man of Scalco. To be your husband. What's the difference? Hannibal Burris. Pescapalians don't eat fish. Pescatarian. That's not a religion. They're all fanatics. I don't know. You make just the right. I love you. What's going on here? Our group of friends has been playing the same game of tag for 30 years. What? This is fucking awesome. Every year we play tag. You're you got me. You never know when someone's gonna pop up. Congratulations, buddy. You're it. Right? It looks good. Our buddy Jerry is the best that ever played. And now he wants to retire. Never been tagged. Just saying. So who's it? Can't touch this. This is a Jerry. Casey Affleck looks good in this too. Good job, Hannibal. Hannibal's killing it. Some couples go on cruises. Some couples go camping. Some couples go to strip clubs and have gangbangs. And this is just what we love. This is our gangbang. Wow. Seems like the game has really kept you guys connected. Yeah, this is so fucking cool, man. Look at you. Come on. It's been a while since we've done this. This game has given us a reason to be in each other's lives. I think your dad would have really wanted you to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hannibal's killing it as an actor, bro. Hannibal's fucking killing it. I, I like. By the way, I started stand up with Ed Helms, uh, like roughly. I mean, we both did the same open mic together. We didn't like start together, and then I saw him when he's on the Daily Show. I was doing some show in Boston. We were at the same hotel, and I was stopped him, and I was like, "Hey, man, can I give you a little bit of advice in this business?" And I, Ed is a very intelligent guy, and I. I don't. I don't think he was. I don't think he rolled his eyes at me. But I def, He definitely was like, "I'm on the Daily Show, and you're uh, opening for another comic in Boston." But I had done so much television at that time that I was like, one of my regrets is that I hadn't stayed with television during uh, doing doing stand up. And I knew Ed wasn't doing stand up. And I go, dude, did I say that right? I go, hey, don't leave stand up. Like, don't forget about stand up. You always can pay the bills with stand up. You never can promise that this career is going to take off. And whoa, <laughs> maybe I should have. Maybe I should have listened. <laughs> but Ed, Ed uh, I think Ed's fucking awesome. Uh, it took everything in the world for me not to click on comedians defend Louis C.K. Let's get out of there. Oh, this is fun for Louis. Oh, this is one of the deep dives. We got to wrap this up soon. Uh, one of the deep dives I got into was. Uh, these travel hosts that do their own vlogs, they really got the fucking life. Like, if you really do love travel, mm -hmm. it, it, that's the fucking gig. This guy, Fun for Louie, he makes millions of dollars and travels the world for free. He's a good-looking guy. He has fun. He gets, like, girlfriends and then breaks up with them and keeps going on. And he's got cool-ass dreadlocks. Um, Yeah, I just got... Check out Fun for Louie. This is his most viewed video it's only got three million views so maybe he's not a millionaire but um i got into oh wild country did you see this uh -uh. wild country is, wild wild country is a documentary on netflix that i've been it's been popping up everywhere it's about these uh this indian guru who moved out into the middle of like montana to try to start a cult and he did start a cult and then the, a war started and his parishioners started taking up arms and became a militia to fight the locals who were all rednecks i am watching this fucking documentary yeah, me too and by the way it's done by the brothers uh what are the brothers names the duplass brothers i did uh some what was the name of the fucking goddamn comedy jam with Mark Duplass? Mark Duplass did the baddest thing. My wife's like, he was the best. He killed it tonight. He went through and he told the story about how he had met a girl in high school and he told her he could play the drums to this song. And then he, and he lied. He couldn't play the drums to the song. And then his whole story was, I hope she's watching right now because not only will I play the drums to this song, I'll play every instrument to this song. It was the song, um, was the song don't stop believing yeah. and he went and he played every instrument 
to the and then the other musician would grab the instrument when he was done and he'd go to the next one it was fucking badass Whoa. yeah mark duplass is a badass dude um it's a hard song to play yeah the duplass brothers are apparently filmmakers i don't really know them i didn't know him when he was there i was like i've never seen this guy in in the open mic or in the not open mics and the clubs but he's not a comic i mean maybe he is a comic but he's a, definitely a filmmaker and this movie wild wild country on netflix looks amazing i didn't pitch it perfectly now here's where we get into chet hanks okay colin hanks not the best looking of the hanks sons you know chet much better looking yeah much better looking i think colin's more like the company guy you know it's gotta be tough being like tom hanks's son yeah it's gotta be tough like just like sitting there in the mornings and you you like a dinner and Rita's like, so Colin, how was soccer? And your dad's Tom Hanks. He's like, I lost 50 pounds for this role. I was on an island for like two months. And I've, I mean, I learned a lot about it. He's like, dial it back, Colin or Tom. Colin wants to tell you about soccer. He's like, fucking soccer? I'm fucking, I'm the biggest movie star in the world. And we're going to hear about your shitty, I feel like that sometimes. And I'm not Colin Hanks or Tom Hanks. I, I'd come back from Travel Channel Adventures and they'd be like, They'd be like, so Isla, how was tennis? And I was like, did I tell you guys I jumped off a stadium? <laughs> and everyone was like, what? Maybe that's a bit we can work on. I, they used to frustrate the living shit out of me. And I used to always I used to always end up turning into a version of Allen Iverson. Like, we're going to talk about practice? I fucking jumped off a stadium. <laughs> anyway, he, he's talking about realizing his dad was famous. It's a pretty good interview. That guy has, I wish I hadn't clicked out of it. Whoever that guy was, that guy is a good, good radio show. Um, and then we go to Chet Hanks saying the M word. Now, here is where we I start spiraling. Okay, I don't think I, I don't I don't say the M word. I mean, I've said it. I've sung it. I've said it in, in my past. That but I try I try to stay away from the word entirely. I try to stay away from a lot of words that fuck up people's day because that's my thing. Is I, like my thing is about I don't want to fuck up anyone's day. Like I want you to watch me and enjoy and smile and have a laugh. Even at my expense to some point, like I don't mind looking goofy so that everyone has a good time. It's part of being a comic. I think it's a, it's not selfless. It, it fills a void in me, but ultimately I don't, I try to stay away from words. I say the word midget in my special, but it was, it was just fit. I apologize if you're a little person. And I heard this whole bit about not saying that word to my daughters. Cause one time they, George, Georgia was like, uh, Georgia was like, she told me a punchline, a joke, and the punchline was, he's a midget. And we were in the car. I was like, oh, baby, you, you can't say that. She's like, why? I said, because it makes someone feel like shit. So, like, you got to keep it out of your, just keep it out of your vocabulary. She was like, I can't, but, like, they're not in the car. Like, they're not here, Dad. And I was like, well, I know. You'd think that's how it works, but it's you got to just, trust me, if you say it a lot, then you get used to saying it. And if you get used to saying it, you'll say it when you're drunk, and then that's when you get your ass kicked outside a bar in Boston. And she's like, okay. And then Brad Williams came over, and she came back to the man cave, and Brad Williams is sitting here, and she sees him. He's a little person. And she like eyes light up like, you fucking snitched. And I go, Georgia, <laughs> come on in. So I bring her in. You can hear this. This is an old podcast. You can find all my old podcasts on BurtCast.com. Um, it, it's towards the end of the podcast. And I bring her in and I said, George, this is my buddy Brad. Uh, it's the one with just me and Brad, not me and Brad and Heffron. Heffron. And I go, George, you have any jokes you want to tell him? She's like, he's in the fucking room. That's a, She's like, no, I don't. And then he says to her, it's fine to say midget. I'm like, Brad, you're fucking... You're defeating the purpose of me trying to raise a good kid. <laughs> anyway, so I I have a problem because I'm a teetotaler, right? Like, I have a teetotaler's mentality. If I'm not drinking, I'm, I'm definitely not smoking weed, and I'm not eating pills, and I'm not taking NyQuil. I'm not doing anything, right? But if I party, I party. Uh, if I'm drinking, I'll probably smoke weed if you had a joint. I'm not doing coke. That's just not my thing. But, like, I'll smoke weed, sure. Uh... But if I'm not if I'm not doing anything, I don't do anything. When I'm eating healthy, I don't fucking stray at all. There's no cheating. There's no cheating when I'm. It's it's a little bit of OCD, and I'm that way with the N word. I'm not comfortable with kids in my daughter's school, the Mexican kids, saying the N word. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. Maybe because I'm a little bit of a rule follower. We talked about this on the Javier podcast. I'm a little bit of a rule follower, and part of me says then if. You guys are going to say it and you're not black. Then everyone should say it and that should be the rule. 
or just black people say it. That's my rule. Just black people say it. Black people, that's their own prerogative if they want to say it or if they don't want to say it. But then I started going like, so rappers, you, you don't get a pass. There's no white guy that gets a pass. Then I start, so th- th- that's where this, it's TMZ said that Chet Hayes, a.k.a. Chester Hanks, had said the N-word in a song and had tweeted it or put it on Instagram. So then I go, what about Fat Joe? Fat Joe's not black. And he says it all the time. And God damn it, Vlad TV, you are fucking six steps ahead of me. Because he's got the perfect interview. Water on people and Rosa Parks, then you take offense to that. This is, this is about the N-word, okay? And can white people use it? Can people use it? And then this is what happens. Have you ever had an African-American person tell you they're uncomfortable with you using the word? My man, I went. I was on radio in, in, in Chicago. Yeah. And the chick interviewed me live on radio. And she, she was like, if you're like to know, I want to know why you use the word nigga. And I looked at her and I paused for a second. And I said. And she was, she was black herself? She was black. And I said, <laughs> maybe it's because I am that nigga. Oh my god. I don't give a fuck, man. Like I don't think you understand. I don't give a fuck. Dude, can I tell you? Hey Vlad. I know you do comics sometimes. If I'm ever in New York, I would love to do your show. I've wanted to ask Fat Joe that question for maybe thirteen years. For probably twenty years I've wanted to ask him that question. Because it makes me uncomfortable when a person that's not Black says the N-word. And it makes me uncomfortable for black people. Because I go, if I said it, they'd call me on it. But they're in this weird territory where they're like, yeah, I understand you're part of the culture. And he goes on. This is a great video. If you want, we'll put a, a, a link to these videos that I have of Fat Joe. It, it's fucking fascinating. Because he breaks it down and he says, he says you can't own the word it's part of the culture and he basically goes on and says i think white kids should say it like like i think i'm paraphrasing you should watch a video i'm not putting words in fat joe's mouth but i've wanted to ask him that question forever so then obviously you know i'm obsessed with hip-hop so i go from there to the game the game looks fucking phenomenal and vlad tv is this vlad vlad dj vlad i think is vlad tv Asked the game. Vlad might be the best interviewer of hip-hop guys ever. He asked the game, "This is what do you think about gay rappers? And the game is so not media savvy <laughs> that he basically says, like, like, here's my problem with gay people. You're like, hold on one second. Stop right there. Stop right there. You, what do you mean? Here's my problem. <laughs> and he goes, is the closeted gays. The closeted gays are the ones I'm paraphrasing the game is the closeted gays. I don't like because they go out and they have sex with these guys and then they give AIDS to their girls and then we get AIDS from their girls. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is wrong on so many levels. Like, this is why I can never be DJ Vlad or Vlad TV because the game's like, yeah, there's that's how you get. That's how everyone's getting AIDS. And I'm like, no. And then and but the best is the game has no control over his face. By the way. I apologize if the game is not finding this entertaining, but there's just a, it's real respects real, right? Game is fucking real. Like he's not this like, and this is what I love about, this is what I love about Alan Iverson, about Deion Sanders. By the way, next episode, we're going to talk about Deion Sanders hair transplants. Oh my God. Deion Sanders getting hair transplants is one of the most religious experiences you've ever seen in your entire fucking life. He is on the final phase of his hair transplant. So you can follow him on Twitter and go watch all these videos. Anyway, the game, they asked the game, like, <coughs> are there gay rappers? And he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Have you rapped with any gay rappers? He's like, yeah. And then, and, and then he goes, would you rap with a gay rapper? And the game's like, yeah, but, oh no, I think it was maybe too short said, yeah, I'd rap with a gay rapper, but not if we sang about gay shit. Like, like, like as if he'd go, hey, I want you on my track. And he'd be like, we like sucking dicks. You're up game. And he's like, I don't like it. No, we do. Yes, I, it, dude, 
By the way, the game is in great shape. And he's like 6'5". He's a fucking monster. So I, I watch this on Gay Rappers, one of my favorite podcasts ever, ever is called Drink Champs. I don't listen to the podcast. I just watch the videos. You ever heard of Drink Champs? Nope. Oh, okay. Hold on one second. Let's get out of the game. Speaks on gay rappers and hip hop. So good, I Googled it twice. And <laughs> so then, good, I Googled it twice. Uh, Fat Joe, I just wanted to make sure that he was Puerto Rican. This is once again P. Diddy. Let's get out of this. And this is what we'll close on. Uh, this. Netflix, Nikki, Ricky Gervais' special is pretty good. Oh, yeah? It's really good. Well, I'm a big Ricky Gervais fan, but his special is really fucking good. Yeah. Um, so, Drink Champs. So, okay. Drink Champs. Let's just show you Drink Champs. By the way, uh, I just want you guys to know, Fabulous. Wait, who's who, who are the hosts of Drink Champs? Let's see it's about drink champs let's just tell you i want to officially tell you about drink champs nori n-o-r-e periods after all of them formerly noriega is an american hip-hop uh reggaeton artist from queens all right we all know who I, we all know who noriega is um he's one of them the founders dj fn He's another guy, okay? They've got, by the way, this isn't what I'm looking for because I've I've watched Drink Champs a bunch and it's always people, basically Nori's the one I like, is they go on, they bring hip-hop guys on and they get drunk with them, okay? I'm underselling this. You really should go check out Drink Champs because I'm not doing such a great job of telling you how great it is. But they get people drunk. DMX comes on, one of the greatest episodes ever, Okay. I think Method Man, any rapper you love has been on Drink Champs. They're based out of Miami. I'm telling you right now, I know my motto this year is stay in your lane. And I don't like doing like, I, I think it's, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, I think you get yourself in trouble when you're a white guy and you try to get in that lane. You know, it just seems odd unless you're so branded differently. And sadly, I, I know just enough about hip hop to get myself in trouble to say something stupid and make it sound like I don't know anything about hip hop. Right. So I don't want to go in there like I know everything about hip hop, but I definitely would love to go. I'll fly myself to Miami to be on Drink Champs. I will fly myself to Miami, put myself up. If you promise I can do a full episode of Drink Champs and drink you guys under the table, I would definitely do Drink Champs. Yes. Um, so anyway... I'll look, I'll, I'll just, uh, so they're talking about gay rappers. And then of course on the side, Charlemagne is on the breakfast club. He's talking about how Diddy's gay. And he says, Diddy, Diddy's gay. He came out on (laughs) drink champs, (laughs) but that's what I'm reading into it. Charlemagne is interviewing Diddy and going, uh, are you, are you gay? Like asking him, are you gay? Like, you, you act the way you talk, the way you act. And by the way, Diddy's so oblivious to it. He's so not homophobic, and I don't think he's gay. He's so oblivious to it. He's just like, no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> in one of this, he's calling Fabulous and Nori Daddy. Like, in Drink Champs, he's calling him Daddy, right? Oh, Immortal Technique. Chet Hayes is not an N-word, and neither are we. Okay, we don't need to hear that. Um... Oh yeah, this is where. Huh? Why won't you party with me for your birthday, man? I'm not, we, we party for my birthday. Man. By the way, look at fabulous. This seems like a thing. Watch, wait, watch fabulous in the. This is drink champs, right? So it's super casual. There's weed. They they smoke alcohol. They do everything, right? <coughs> this is Nori right here. But listen to Diddy. Look at the look on Fabulous's face when Diddy calls Nori daddy. Okay. Now this is a, like, I would never call another man daddy, but I'm, I'm white and I really wouldn't do it in black culture. You definitely don't call another man daddy. Like that is a weird thing. Monique calls her husband daddy and people have called her out on that. Like that's kind of fucked up. Like you don't call anyone daddy. I don't call, I wouldn't call anyone daddy. Like, Oh no, let's just stop color. Let's, let's take that back two steps. I don't give a fuck what color you are as a grown man. You don't call another man daddy. That's just across the board. Uh, it sounds patriarchy, Bert. That's across the board. You don't call another man daddy. Watch Fabulous. Did you miss me, though? For real. Because we, 
I mean, it seems like a thing. I miss his birthday party, man. Man, but I'm talking about for your birthday. Huh? Why won't you party with me for your birthday, man? I'm, I, yeah, we we party for my birthday before. You came to my party. No, but me and you ain't never really party. You know what I'm saying? Eyes, eyes. What kind of party does he want to have with Fab? Eyes, brother, man. Eyes, 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 eyes. I understand. I understand. You know what I'm saying? Yo, okay. So check this out. It's me, Tyrese. Ray J and F. Gary Gray. You know, I'm a type of nigga, I like variety, man. I like people. But you gotta hear him call him daddy. Yeah, I love this drink. Where you put my bag? I like when you like this, daddy. Yeah, yeah, where you put my bag? Daddy, I like when you. Look at Fab, look at Fab. <laughs> I like when you like this, daddy. <laughs> oh. Scraping when you scrambling and scraping some shit. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, I'm not gonna go over with that one. Make a one. Uh, Nori's fucking uncomfortable. He's like, Are you just call me daddy? <laughs> watch, 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 watch. He makes him blow out candles. That's the gayest thing you can do to a man. <laughs> hey, will you blow out this candle for me? Cause you blow it. I want to see you blow out a candle. They don't have birthday cakes in prison for this reason specifically. <laughs> He's like, blow, I got you a party. He's all about wanting to have a party with these people. Blow out these candles. Fucking uh, look at Nora's face when he when he goes to blow out the candles. He's like, I don't want to blow out your candles, but it's Diddy. And Diddy has rain over everybody. Okay? Watch his face. <laughs> oh fuck. I was howling laughing watching this last night. Oh fuck. I think I just shut it and saved it. Alright, we're good. Okay. Um, it's on here. We're at 56 was, minutes. All right, we should wrap this up. I got to go work my edit. Uh, I was howling laughing because I follow Diddy on Instagram, and Diddy on Instagram is super lonely. Like, he doesn't have a lot of friends. And, uh, I, you know, I think that's part of being a mogul, I guess, you know? He's, like, one of the biggest guys in hip-hop. Part of it is you don't let a lot of people close to you, and you do your business, I guess. I don't know, but he's lonely. He's clearly lonely in this. <laughs> He wants Fab to party with him. He wants to take him shopping. Dude, this is what I love about podcasting. This is what I love about alternative media. And if we're going to bring this full circle, this is what I love about not having a 25-year-old producer that doesn't know anything about anything producing your television shows. This is what's broken about television and great about the internet, okay? And we'll cover all this in, in one breath. Never in a million years would a 25-year-old producer ever think that I could run a marathon in five hours. They, they would just, they, first of all, they'd be like, he can run it in three hours. They would never work it through. But because we did that on the podcast, it was just his natural conversation. Once again, if someone could isolate those audios and post them so I can repost it or, or steal it and put it on my Instagram, I'd love that. Th that is just, that is four friends, high as fuck, bullshitting. That is the Rogan podcast, right? Then we go full circle to drink champs where it's the same shit. You're seeing unfiltered parts of this. We're working. I'm working on a drinking show that, that has not has yet to be discovered. We're, we're, we're working on that. It's going to happen. I am shooting it April 4th, but it's, it's not going to be drink champs. It's going to be something else. It's not going to be hot ones. It's going to be something else. It's not going to be between two ferns. It's going to be something else. We're going to try to figure this out. It's not going to be getting dug with high. It's going to be something else. Um, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful because it's real. P. Diddy sharing, oversharing. How come you won't party with me? How come you won't party with me? How come you won't let me take you shopping? It's such a fucking blow out these candles that you would never get that in traditional media. Look at me. I've got fucking excited fists right now. You would never fucking get that. It makes me so excited. And then go back to DJ Vlad. You know why? Never. Never on the Today Show would they be like, hey, ask DJ, ask uh, Fat Joe if black people are upset that he says the N-word. They would never do that on the Today Show. But DJ Vlad does it. Hey, the game's promoting an album. Ask him if he'd rap with a gay rapper. And but you realize what brilliant television that would be? Because the game is so fucking uncut that he's just like, I mean, we're going to rap about gay shit. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Hey, this next, can you give me 16 bars about eating the man's ass? Okay. All right. I got you, dude. He does know where AIDS comes from. Oh, from all the girls that sleep with the gay guys. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> That's so funny. Listen, uh, 
I do read the comments to these. So if you want to post a comment, post a comment. If you want to be shitty, be shitty. I, I, I get it. Uh, sometimes the shittiness does make sense. But be shitty and funny. Be shitty and let me know that you love me. If you're just shitty like, who's this ass clown? Well, you're getting blocked. And you'll never watch any video I ever put up because I don't trust you. Um, if you want to be constructive, be constructive of what you don't like or do like. Uh, I love that. I do like reading those. And then Joey Diaz is... The day before, two days before this, if you want to hear me talk more in detail about uh, the marathon, uh, if you want to, a great podcast with Joey Diaz, uh, check that out. Um, tour dates, San Antonio's coming up, Utah's coming up, Salt Lake City, uh, Kentucky's coming up. That's in the next month. I'm in Hawaii. I'm looking for something cool to do in Hawaii. So if you live in Hawaii, I'm there for two days by myself without my family. So if you live in Hawaii and you want to do something badass, like climb to the top of the stairway to heaven and you can get me up there, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, if you, if you run a scuba dive thing, take me, I want to go scuba diving. I'm watching this documentary on Netflix about the guy who discovered the Titanic is now going down to see the new volcano that's just off Oahu in these submersibles. So we're we'll talking about a panic attack. And uh, and that's that. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Um, my legs are getting better. Thank you, everyone, for asking. Uh, I'm going to cryogen. I'm going to levity to go look at the edit of my special. I'm going to cryogenic therapy. And then I'm going to try to throw a party at my house tonight because I leave tomorrow for Sacramento. So I'm going to have some friends over, party, and bullshit. And party and bullshit. Have you ever heard that song? Nope. And party and bullshit. Mm. It's Biggie uh, set to uh, set to uh, Miley Cyrus's "Party in the USA." Oh my god! Oh, what's up? You know what? We'll just. I don't care if we get pulled off. We're not going to get pulled off. We're just going to lose it. We won't be able to advertise on it, but I don't think we're already going to advertise to it. So I think we're fine. You want to hear it? It's, this is. Tell me if this isn't. We'll uh, we'll fade out to this song. Here, this is. You ready? I'll play it right here for you. I was a terrorist since the public school era. Bathroom passes, cutting classes, squeezing asses. Smoking blunts was a daily routine since thirteen. A chubby nigga on the scene. I used to have to trade deuce and the deuce. Have a great week, everybody. I love you. Sacktown, I'm coming. Puff Daddy wants to know where the party's at. It gets good again. Here we go. You ready? I got a gat now, I think. Best lines coming up. I'll show you my favorite line right here.
in a tight dress. I think I might just hit her with a little biggie 101. How to tote a gun and have fun with you. Making rough conversation. Blunt's in rotation. My man Big Jock got the block in his waist and we're smoking, drinking. Got the hooker thinking. If money smell bad, then this nigga big is stinking. Is it my charm? I got the hookers eating out my palm. She grabbed my arm and said, let's leave calm. I'm hitting skins again. Rolled up another blunt for the Heineken. Niggas start to look down at kids. That's it. Have a great week, everybody. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.